identify our challenges, our failures and our problems. And we never see the greater aspect of an opportunity. So, how do we turn failures into opportunities? Join me in this episode. Hey there, I am Ishani Nigam and you have tuned into my first step ever podcast. I realized life's too short to postpone your dreams and too long to live someone else's. So after failing thousand times, I'm finally on a journey to fulfill my dreams of impacting people's life through what I do the best, entertain and educate through podcasting, digital content creation and thought leadership. On this podcast, I uncover stories that help you see why you must do what you want in life build conviction to follow them, and how to build systems to sustain them. And if you are an entrepreneur or a brand seeking exactly the same, then I'm up for a chat on my Instagram handle, which is at myfirststepever underscore in. But for now, if you want to achieve your goals and build never-failing systems, then what are you waiting for? Let's get started. Welcome on my first step ever, the 82nd episode where we invite some amazing personalities who have gone through very challenging and very unique phases in their life, but they have come out, they have emerged with amazing results, but with a lot of learnings that they are so, so happy to share with each one of us. The agenda and always, I think the aim of these conversations and these stories is to help you see that conviction, build that belief in yourself to take your first step. So please join me in welcoming an outstanding person, an amazing personality, a proud mother and an awesome person, I would say, Veronica Lorca Smith. Hi, Veronica. Pleasure to be on your show. Good morning, everyone from Hong Kong, which is where I am today. And I'm super excited to uh, be talking to all of you. Yeah, you know what, Veronica, I think this is the most amazing part of doing a podcast online for, for people, you know, from different countries at different time zones. And like we are able to chat to everyone and there's no barrier. So thank you so much again. We are looking forward to this conversation and I'm so excited because you have had very varied experiences and I would like to introduce you to my listeners and viewers before we move into this session. I would like to mention that Veronica is a multicultural leader who has lived in nine countries and she speaks six languages. Wow, <laughs> that is amazing and has worked for major brands like Apple and a lot many brands in Asia Pacific. She's a competitive triathlete. Wow. There's, that's some determina- determination and some grit uh, coming from your side. I think that you need so much of discipline to be in any sport. But what's very interesting is that she accidentally moved from Hong Kong with her two children to Australia during COVID times. Now, we all know that how COVID displaced a lot of us in many ways. But what went after that are stories that are worth discovering and worth mentioning. And that's why we have Veronica She's going to share the story of how she established herself post-COVID in this amazing land, but faced a number of rejections during job search and how she emerged and paved her own path. Why did you choose? I, I think it might not be a choice, but 
in in any um, situ i mean in the situation where you had to displace from hong kong you could have thought of any other country why did you choose to come to australia and what were your motivations or conditions behind that it was really accidental so when i left hong kong this was exactly 12 months ago it was in august 2021 and i left with my two children who were 3 and 4 at the time to go to spain to visit my family because i'm originally from the canary islands So I left with a purple suitcase thinking that I was going to go for a month and I left uh, with my daughter leaving my husband and also a little uh, French bulldog uh, called Django behind in Hong Kong thinking that we were going to go back. Of course COVID continued and the COVID story continued to escalate. Unfortunately the moment we landed the quarantine policy was changed in Hong Kong to 21 days in a hotel. And things were escalated from there not only the quarantine but also the policy locally became stricter at some point um with the delta variant of uh, covid the, the flights from many countries were banned and so we spent let's say like four or five months like really as nomads living in spain i enrolled my uh, girls there so it was the second school that they went first one was in hong kong second one was in spain and then why australia well because uh, my husband is from australia So after Spain we thought let's get a little bit close to Hong Kong Australia which is still pretty far but you know it was getting closer so we went to Australia with the uh, the intention of making it back to Hong Kong the like the craziness continued so we were not able to go back there were no flights the schools were still closed so on the 31st of December my husband and I we sat he he came to um to Australia as well and we had a conversation and we said well it's a brand new year we have to make a decision we cannot be living like nomads you know for uh, you know how long and uh, and so we decided that i was going to stay in australia with our two girls so i enrolled them into the french school so i like to tell the story that in one year my girls who are four and now five they uh, they've been uh, living in three countries in three continents going to three different schools speaking three different languages and that's how we ended up in uh, in australia so it was pure accident but i like to ha- to call it a happy accident because australia is such a wonderful place this is incredible i think um all of you had so many challenges on different levels uh, probably taking the decision itself you know to to be moving into different countries it is so difficult uh, but uh, taking that responsibility uh, the decision was something very uh, you know i i would say it, it requires a lot of courage and foresight and some sort of calculated risk as well so that's amazing from a happy accident as you mentioned from that time within a year you are now a freelance consultant and you help various companies with your expertise and you have been invited to multiple podcasts and tv shows to share your journey and motivate others and i think it is immensely endearing that we have you over here because now we can dive deep into what happened in those 12 months and understand what goes behind a mind that is really determined and has conviction so when you landed over here i know that you mentioned that you faced series of rejection so what was it that, that time like what was your first step when you f- had first you know shifted to australia and what were the challenges that you were facing sure so just to put things in context i found myself in a new country with uh, my two little girls separated from my husband everything that i had behind so i really my my only belonging was my purple suitcase as i mentioned at at the beginning and so because i i have almost 20 years of working experience at first i thought well i'm going to send my resume and you know with my experience and you know with the languages and everything that i have worked in my past i thought it was going to be relatively easy 
and I had the biggest reality check. It wasn't. I had like a, a rejection email, you know, in uh, in my inbox, um, and uh, it kept on piling up with the rejection letters, or sometimes just being ghosted by by recruiters. Even when I thought I was a good fit for a role, sometimes I wouldn't even get called back. And and so I started to create this narrative where I would tell myself and I would tell people, well, I'm new here, so I don't have a network. I'm not able to get a job because I don't really have a branding here. And so for a few months, I would say I was in this spiral of kind of playing the victim a little bit, you know, and kind of justifying the rejection. Because to be very honest, when we have rejection, we try to justify why rather than looking at ourselves in the mirror. And then one morning, and it was it was really like that. It was one morning I was looking at my girls and I asked myself, what is the story that I want to tell my children when they grow up? Do I want to tell them that I came new to a country and, you know, I didn't have a network and, and I didn't have a branding and I, and I didn't really do anything about it? Or do I want to be in control? Do I want to create my journey? Do I want to own my narrative? And of course, I knew the answer. I knew the answer in my heart. I knew the answer, you know, in my brain. And I started to really turn things around. You know, I thought, okay, I'm, I'm new in this country, but I'm not the first person who is new. There are so many other foreigners who have, who have succeeded. There are other people who don't have a network, maybe people who are just started brand new or they want to reshift, you know, in, in their career. And I said, well, if people are not coming to me, what can I do to create my network? And I started a journey of just putting myself out there. I started to create a lot of content, to be super active on LinkedIn. By the way, I, I invite everyone to follow me. I'm super active. I write every day. And, and so I really started to reach out to people, reach out to recruiters, not in an aggressive way, more like this is my value. Because if they were not able to see my value, I wanted to put it out there. I wanted to create my value so that people could see it. And so I started to grow my, my base of followers. I, I was a very passive user in, in LinkedIn. And uh, in, in only a few weeks, I was able to get 2,000 followers, which is pretty good, you know, as a starting point. And I encourage everyone to start. I think that the hardest step is the very first one. And so, so this is how I started to own my narrative. I started to put myself out there. I started to create my own network. I started to not sit on the sidelines, but really take an active role and, and you know, make mistakes and, you know, start to, to meet people virtually in person as well. So that was one of the first things, like really turn things around. And if you don't have your network, go out there and create one. The second one was really about branding. I realized that when I was sending a CV, like customized CV with a cover letter and people were not getting back to me, it was probably because I was not able to show them my value, that I was not able to really show who was I as a brand. And I, and I really had a moment of uh, like thought-provoking moment of saying, well, who am I as a brand? Yes, I worked for Apple in the past. I worked for Estee Lauder, but that's not who I am. That's the brand that I have worked for, that I have worked with. So who is Veronica as a brand? And I started to think on what is my value? What is it that I have done that makes me unique? Because we all have our uniqueness. And so really focus on that. And, and it was really transformational. So the first step was to put myself out there. LinkedIn was my platform of choice. And then the next step was starting to reach out to people, put myself out there. As you said, I started to participate in podcasts. Uh, I started to do live shows. I think today, this is like the fourth or fifth maybe that I've done in, since I started. And that was in, uh, it was like a, a month ago or so. And, uh, and so through all this transformation, the magic started to happen. Like, you know, in the past, I had to reach out to people. And then I started to have companies reaching out to me. And saying, hey, do you, would you like to work for us as a, as a consultant? We know that you have experience in retail. So that's how I got my first freelance job. 
Another one, it was because I started to post content on a topic that I'm very passionate about, which is inclusion and diversity, because I've lived in so many countries and I've experienced, you know, the exclusion firsthand. And I want to be leading this inclusion firsthand as well. And now I'm also working for this company in a project. So I think it's a, it's a great, inspiring story that I want to tell the world because it's really how you can turn opportunities into like the most amazing uh, stories, you know? This is incredible. And this piece of information, the chat that we are having right now is actually bursting so many myths. I would like to kind of address here. Firstly, congratulations and kudos that you have taken that step to build your own brand to, you know, come forth and tell the world that what you're all about. And this is what I was trying to, you know, emphasize on. Like a lot of people think that if they're students or if they have no experience at all and they're new to a country, and that's the reason that they find it very hard. But friends, who are, whoever is listening to us, we have an example of an experienced person the 20 years of experience and she is incredible i think i would have never thought that you would have faced so many rejections and that you had a challenging start i would find that hard to believe but it's i think what is such beautiful thing in your story is that you have genuinely come out and told us that what you felt were the gaps it is exactly at this point in time, you really need to put yourself out there so people understand that who you are, what do you stand for? And very important is what value would you add to anyone in their business? And what is so unique about you? So I think you've covered those gaps very, very nicely when someone is starting off just new or even experienced that how they can turn things around. So thank you so much, Veronica, for sharing that part of your journey that where it all started what was the difficult step and how did you you know uh, maneuver your way around or navigate your way around things so i just wanted to kind of when you were having all these thoughts and when you started actioning them when you sat with yourself and when you thought okay what is what is the brand veronica what do i stand for how did you do that mental exercise or how did you come to you know establish your brand and then take action so when you're trying to reinvent yourself and really ask yourself what value and uh, who am I as a brand it's a very abstract question it's very almost philosophical and so it's difficult to answer because humans by nature we are more comfortable with things that are specific with things that are concrete and so I wanted to bring this abstract idea into something that was very specific so I actually went into my LinkedIn profile and I read again how I described myself and how I described myself it was really what I had done. Like my, my question was, if I showed this profile to my mom or to my spouse, would they recognize me? Is that really who I am? And that's honestly the, the question I asked myself. And the answer was no. It was kind of a, a generic, um, I'm, a, I'm a leader. This is what I have done. I've worked for Apple. Uh, I'm in sales. But it was, it was not really who I am as a person. It didn't really tell people that uh, I am a triathlete. And I think that's something important for people to know about me because it, it does show who I am. It does show that I love sports, that well-being is important for me, that I have perseverance because I think anyone who has completed an Ironman has a hell of a lot of perseverance. So that wasn't there. My biggest job in my life, which is being a mom, wasn't there either. And I thought it was important for people to say, I'm not just the company that I work for. I'm holistically an individual. And so I started to change the way that I position myself 
and I rebranded completely my profile. So if you look at it, I don't have it in front of me, but in my profile, and this is a work platform, I say that uh, I'm a multicultural leader. I say that I'm a public speaker. I say that I've completed an Ironman. I say that I'm a chief executive mom. And so things that really define me as an individual, things that if a friend was to read that, they would say, yes, that's Veronica. And so, so for me, that was the exercise. It was to have a broader view on how I look at myself. The value that I bring to the table is, of course, the experience that I have accumulated at work throughout these 20 years, but it's not only that. It's what matters to me. It's the fact that I speak languages because it's a passion of mine. It's the fact that I'm a mother. So all these things together, and that's really how I rebranded myself. It was having like this broader approach and really think different about what is my brand. Absolutely. I think that is uh, a systematic way and plus, uh, not just systematic, but there's, I think, a heart in your story of how you've defined yourself and not just, you know, typecasting us with the kind of professional role that we play because we are much more that. And when, when someone interacts with us, uh, it is the people that you're working and what kind of people you're working and surrounding with really matters a lot. So if people can actually understand what kind of a person you are. If you're able to bring that forth as soon as possible in your you know, early chat or from how you introduce yourself on LinkedIn or any other platform, that would really help the other person understand who you are and probably help you get that first you know, chat get going. So Veronica, thank you so much for taking us through your happy accident from uh, coming from Hong Kong to Australia, going through a really challenging phase of the rejection, which I'm really surprised, honestly. And then, you know, having the thing, the guts, and also a very vulnerable side of us when we have to accept certain things that despite, you know, doing so much of hard work and gaining so much of achievements in our life, there comes a point where you still feel that, oh my God, you might have to start all over again. But I would really like to say this to everyone that it has now sort of become a norm nowadays or maybe in these times because everyone is reinventing themselves everything is reinventing itself so we have to also keep at it and keep reviewing our work our achievements or uh, our, our own mental health and our own mental state and how we define ourselves in every uh, few years i would say and keep you know making our game become more stronger so thank you so much veronica and it was amazing to understand step by step how one can create the personal brand and i think we can also uh, testify that why having a personal brand at this point in time is so important not just for entrepreneurs not just for freelancers but also for people who are seeking job so things have changed and it's time for us to change with the time so veronica before we say bye to you and you take uh, take your leave is there any or probably if you're able to share three takeaways, top three takeaways from your last 12 months journey, I think that must have been a roller coaster ride for you. Okay, so three. I have many, but I'm going to focus on the three. The first one that I've talked about is that very often when you have a dream, the person standing between you and that dream is the same person that, make, that can make it happen. And that person is you. And the moment you realize that, it just empowers you and it just unleashes a world of possibilities. So really, you can do it, but, but you can the person who can make your dream come true. So that would be one. The second one 
I would say, put yourself out there and dare to take the first step. And I'm going to refer back to sports because I love it. When you do a, an Ironman, when you do a triathlon, when you do a, a marathon, I find that the hardest step is the first one. Whatever that step is, like figuratively speaking and also literally speaking, like put yourself out there, start the race. In my case, you know, it was doing the first podcast, it was publishing the first articles. Those are the hardest ones. So really take those steps. And the third one, and it's going to sound a little bit cliche, but I truly believe it, and it's follow the things that you're passionate about. And in my case, very specifically, I had always loved writing, but it was something that was a little bit in the, in the back of, of my head. I, you know, I was busy with work. I was busy being a mom. And, and now that I really started to bring this passion back, it's been amazing. It's unleashed so many things. And I truly believe that we all have passion. So I encourage everyone to dig deep, find what your passion is and stay true. Those are some amazing advice. And I know that it works. It really works. This podcast is all about taking the first step. And that's why we dig so deep into how did that first step take place? What were the challenges that you faced? And I think more than the, the actions that we take, it is the step before that in our mind, like, mentally getting us ourselves prepared for it so i just wanted to ask one more last question and that is uh, how does one face the long prolonged period of failure and rejection what is one thing that you would like to tell them that they should keep in mind that can keep them going to challenge honey what you just said i don't believe failure is a state i believe failure is something specific in a specific point of time. I think that failure is something that happens in a point of time, you learn from it, but failure is not a state. So if you fail today, look at what happened, learn from it, get feedback, get back on your feet and keep going. Awesome, so wrapping this amazing episode with great advice and a great, great way to look at the prolonged failure and rejection that you've facing thank you so much veronica and before we take your leave is there a quote or a saying that you would like to leave our listeners with uh, sure i have many one of my favorite and having worked at apple for seven years it had to be something from steve jobs so i don't know if it, is, if it was his exact words but basically it's he said that uh, you connect uh, the dots looking backwards and for me that's very meaningful because sometimes you feel really lost you don't know what's happening today you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow but when you fast forward and you look back, those dots magically connect. So I wanted to leave with that thought because I think it's very positive and I think it gives a lot of hope to That's such people. a wonderful thought because I think if you think this way, you're always looking forward to work better, work more so that you can look back and make sense of how things went by. So thank you, Veronica, for being on my first step ever. It is always a pleasure to discover, uncover and dig deep into stories which are so unique and yet so relevant because the emotions and the challenges that we face is they are very similar but how do we react to them that changes everything and today listening to veronica's stories i'm so happy that we know that there are ways that we can approach things differently to have a different and positive ending hi my friends if you have reached thus far today firstly thank you so much it really means that you have learned something out of today's episode and you have enjoyed. 
So why don't you share it with me and let me know that what is that you have learned and what would you like to listen more in the upcoming episodes. I love to build a relationship with my viewers and audiences and know what really is that helping them. So you can follow me on my Instagram handle which is at my first step ever underscore in and subscribe to my YouTube channel for weekly video updates. And yes, if you like what I do over here, follow my first step ever on Google, Apple or Spotify and please drop your rating to my show and comment. Well, this can be a way you can help me achieve my dreams to reach out to millions who need to hear this as I help you in your journey in taking the first step ever. Until next time, start believing in yourself and most importantly, keep believing in yourself. Oh, 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 oh,